0: Good morning, I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Today is Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. Today was an off day for the Niners, but there were a couple juicy little nuggets I came across that I thought you'd find interesting. The first comes from Matt Barrows of The Athletic, who says that Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala have already begun talking about which coaches Sala will take with him when he leaves to become a head coach next season. The two names that popped up, run game coordinator Mike McDaniels, or passing game coordinator Mike LaFleur. It'll be fascinating to me to see how Kyle adjusts to having to hire new assistant coaches. That's not an easy thing to do, and it's a separate skill from designing a game plan or managing a roster of players. Can Kyle do it? We'll find out. You know, I was always stunned. Jim Harbaugh never had to do that while he was the head coach. Vic Fangio and Greg Roman were fantastic assistant coaches, and it was always lucky for Harbaugh that no one ever scooped them up. I think it's one of the many things that went Jim's way, and it's part of the reason they went to three straight NFC championship games. The system stayed exactly the same with no tweaks year to year to year. That's a factor. That's a huge factor. Now, I'm sure Kyle has probably already made some calls around the league to fill out some potential replacements, but those choices are going to be huge. The 49ers have about 40 potential free agents next year. The defense could look entirely different, especially based on Kyle's choice for defensive coordinator. And those new offensive guys, if one of those guys leaves, Kyle's going to have to find a replacement for that because he wears a lot of hats in this organization. And I think he leans on his assistant coaches more than we give him credit for. You know, he's the head coach, he's the offensive coordinator, and he's also basically the GM. I mean, he's, you know, telling John Lynch basically what to do. I know there are other guys like Adam Peters in the organization that do a lot personnel-wise there, too, but Kyle ultimately makes the final calls. I'm sure he's watching film of all these guys before he's making those decisions. So if he doesn't pick the right assistant coaches, that's going to put even more weight and stress upon Kyle's shoulders, and that's not a formula for success in the NFL. It's hard enough to win when you got one job. When you got a lot of jobs, that's even tougher. The other nugget I heard was from our own Leo Luna who said on the Niners Nation podcast yesterday that he's heard whispers that the 49ers wide receivers are frustrated with the poor play from the quarterback this season. Now, okay, I realize that's not exactly breaking news, but that is something that Kyle is going to have to navigate now that he didn't have to worry about last year. You know, when you're winning, these issues don't exist. Because you'd have to be a huge jerk to complain about your touches when the team is the top seed in the NFC. But now, when you're basically out of the playoffs, this stuff comes up. And how Kyle handles it will tell us a lot about his chops for this job. You know, there's a part of the job that's designing game plans, but there's another aspect to being a head coach, and that's where you're sort of the CEO of the team. And part of being a CEO is dealing with disgruntled employees. But I do think that's part of the reason we'll see a new quarterback under center next year. Because if you bring back Garoppolo and Mullins and Bethard again, I think the locker room is going to take an issue with that. They see these guys not performing week after week after week. To bring them back with no changes, I don't think that would go over too well. We always give you something to read, something to watch, and something you might have missed. Something to read on this Wednesday. As I said, the Niners are facing an offseason full of decisions, but the first one they're going to have to make is coming up sooner than you think. Thanks to a clause in the contract of Robbie Gold, the team has to decide if they want to pick up his option for the next two years before the final game of the regular season. Now keep in mind, Gold has been good, but he's also the league's second highest paid kicker. Eric Branch has an awesome breakdown for you to read in the San Francisco Chronicle. Something to watch? Kyle's going to meet with the media today at 11.45 a.m. Pacific time, and hopefully he's going to have updates on the health of Raheem Mostert and Fred Warner. Now, I hope neither one of these guys plays on Sunday, but I also want to hear that they aren't seriously hurt. Something you may have missed, this came from Michael Lombardi, who tweeted that Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson saw eight or more defenders in the box more than 50% of the time they got the ball on Sunday. What does that tell you? Defenses have zero fear of Nick Mullins hurting them. That's it for today's Stats and Eggs. Please give us a five-star rating and a good review on iTunes. It really does help a lot. You'll get all the great shows we do, including the Shanna Plan podcast with Kyle Posey and Akash Anavarathan, who are already looking at potential replacements for Robert Sala at defensive coordinator. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.